Hello, everyone. Welcome to China Money Podcast. I'm your host Nina Xiang. Welcome to this week's China Tech VC News Roundup for the week of May 28th to June 1st. June 1st is Children's Day in China, so lots and lots of people, no matter their age, are posting、uh, pictures on WeChat and other social media channels, pretending to be children or. Sh- Posting the pictures of their children, their kids.、Um, so it's a fun day on social media in China. But also, it has been a really busy week for the past five working days. Especially today, on June first, we released the China VC Tracker for the month of May. We tracked. Last month, a total of 284 deals worth 6.38 billion U.S. dollars. That was, in terms of the number of announced deals, a big jump from one month earlier in April. But in terms of total deal volume, is a significant fall from the month of April. In April, there were 209 deals worth 15.59 billion U.S. dollars in April, and the reason for this significant significant drop in total deal value is because there haven't been a lot of mega deals in the months of May. For example, the biggest deals. In May, included Chinese humanoid robot maker Ubitex,、um, 820 million Series C round, and Chinese AI giant SenseTime, 620 million Series C plus round. By comparison, social media-based e-commerce firm Pinduoduo raised 3 billion US dollars in the Series C round in April, and that alone brought. Total deal value up for April, and also for VC deals worth 100 million dollars or more, may have seen less transactions in this category, with only 11 such deals compared to 18 in April. Also, what's noteworthy for May is that a lot of big VC rounds are for AI companies. Including Ubitech Robot, Robotics, this time, Orbeck, which is、um, uh, a sensor, 3D sensor、uh, combined with visual recognition, other AI technology companies. So it's both hardware and software AI company, as well as Roadstar Dot AI. In terms of sectors, may. Hottest sector includes enterprise services, healthcare, media and entertainment, and AI robotics. These sectors account for over 40% of total VC investments in terms of the number of announced deals. Other hot sectors include education, e-commerce, consumer upgrade, blockchain, fintech, and smart hardware. A majority of VC deals. Or 52% specifically are for Series A round. Angel and Seed round follows with a 23% share, 
while 16.91% are for Series B rounds. Around 6.5% are for Series C rounds, and Series D rounds accounted for only 1%. Expectedly, the most active investors in May included Sequoia Capital, IDG Capital, Alibaba, and its affiliates, Gen Fund, CDH Investments, Green Pine Capital Partners, Tencent, and Legend Capital. In terms of company headquarters, Beijing, Shanghai, and Shenzhen continue to lead as the top three. Domicile's four startups receiving VC funding. Hangzhou and Guangzhou follows as the fourth and fifth most popular locations. We have beautiful and clear charts on www.chinamoneynetwork.com for all these findings. So make sure you go to our website or our social media platforms and channels to check out the details of this. Wonderful report. All right, so let's move on to the VC news for this week. As I previously mentioned, AI was the brightest star for this week or for this month. But for this week, we also witnessed. The Series C Plus round worth 620 million for SenseTime, which is world's highest-valued private artificial intelligence company. The round was led by Fidelity International, Hopeful Capital, Silver Lake, and Tiger Global, Shenzhen Capital Group, Bank of China Group Investment, Qualcomm Ventures, and other investors also participated in the round. With the latest round, SenseTime has raised a total. Financing amount of more than 1.6 billion U.S. dollars, the highest globally for a private AI company. Since time is now valued at a impressive 4.5 billion U.S. dollar, also the highest anywhere around the world. What's amazing about this round is that this came just one month after Since Time raised. A 600 million Series C round led by Alibaba and participated by Temasek and Suning Commerce Group Company. So for the past two months, the company have raised 1.2 billion dollars. That is amazing for a company that was founded in 2014. But again, since time is really the leader. In China, at least four、um, computer vision, deep learning technologies, and it's it's doing a lot of business in AI applications in smart cities, smartphones, internet entertainment, automobiles, finance, retail, and other sectors. For example, if you use、um, a, a smartphone, I forgot the brand. It's a Chinese smartphone maker that since time have partnered with this company to produce、um, an app or or、um, or online gaming themed app that allow people to take a picture of themselves in the park, in their backyard, or in big city on the street, together with their favorite. Online gaming character, 
So, um, so for, for for the most popular online gaming franchise, I don't play game myself, so I don't know much about that sector specifically about the games. But if you love House of Cards, for example, then you would be able to take a picture with、um, the president or the, the wife of the president, for example. Uh, in uh, in your office, so the picture will almost look like you two are together in、um, a real life setting. So that's just one of the、uh, functions that's supported by since times AI technology. And financially, this company is doing pretty well as as well. It's supposedly. Has reached profitability in 2017. That's at least what the company says in its announcement.、Um, but the company has been growing so rapidly for the last three consecutive years. Since time has upheld a year-on-year growth rate of 400 percent. As the company rapidly implemented its technology across different sectors, and this year,、um, up until May, its business contract revenue has increased by more than tenfold so far. This is according to Sense Times announcements. This is really China speed. I doubt anywhere else in the world this can happen. Because not only venture capital investors, Chinese companies, but also governments,、um, even other type of、um, entities, research centers, universities, they're just so fast implementing, adopting new technology and changes. So, an amazing growth story for the Chinese AI company since time. Another news from AI in China is Alibaba's food delivery unit, Elema, has started using drones to help deliver food, making the first known commercial applications of drones in the food delivery business in China. Elema said it has gained appro- approval to operate drones on 17 routes covering an area of 58 square kilometers. In cooperation with more than 100 local restaurants in Shanghai's Jinshan Industrial Park, the drones carry foods from one distribution point to another. With one employee packing the food to travel by drone, while the other employee receives the food from the drones and deliver it to the end customer. So it's point-to-point、uh, transportation of. Food. Elema said the drones will cover 70% of the original delivery distance, and deliver deliver people only need to drive about 15% of their original routes. Another news from、um, enterprise services. China's internet giant Tencent has invested 
almost 200 million U.S. dollars in an affiliate of Shenzhen Stock Exchange listed DHC Software. The investment was announced after DHC Software and Tencent Cloud, the cloud computing services division of Tencent, signed a strategic agreement last week for cooperation of their cloud businesses in healthcare, smart cities, logistics, and finance. Now moving on to blockchain news, lots and lots of blockchain news this week. That's because we're covering blockchain full on and covering small deals and big deals, policy moves, and all type of news in blockchain. So altogether, we have about twelve such news items from last week. But I'll quickly just go through them. Binance. The multi-language cryptocurrency exchange announced plans to establish a one billion dollar fund, one billion U.S. dollar fund. Head of Binance Lab said this morning, or it might be yesterday, Binance Lab will select twenty qualified fund partners to work together on this effort. It will provide financial support and share high-quality projects. All investments will be made with BNB crypto coins. Eligible fund partners should be long-term investors who have faith in cryptocurrency and blockchain, and have at least more than 100 million U.S. dollars of assets under management, says Binance Lab. Binance Lab also announced that blockchain-based rights-holding project of The founder of Quadi Dachua will be its first incubation project. We'll mention about this blockchain-based rights hauling just in a minute. So, for now, we know that Binance Investment Effort or this new fund will be incubating this project as its first such project. The areas for Binance Lab will be public chains. Decentralized exchanges, derivatives investment, token trading platforms, and mobile wallet and payment. So these are the areas this fund will be focused on investing in. Second,、uh, another news from、uh, blockchain: a draft telecom commercial communi- communication customer preference regulation, 2018, was proposed by the Telecom Co- Regulatory Authority of India earlier this week to curb. Telemarketing spam via phone calls and SMS messages with the help of blockchain technology. According to the report, the guidelines appear to be the first instance in the world to use blockchain at such a scale in the telecom sector, aiming to secure the contact information of hundreds of millions of users cryptographically to ensure privacy. The information will only be available to registered telemarketers under specific conditions. Next up, CarBlock, a Chinese blockchain transportation solutions provider, said it had raised a new round of financing from blockchain investment firm Consensus Lab. It did not say how much it raised. CarBlock is a blockchain-based transportation solution built on data generated by smart devices. The company is planning to issue a total of 1.8 billion CAR CAR tokens to raise capital for its product development. Today, it released 
um, uh, it maybe yesterday it released the first connected vehicle mining machine, which it jointly developed with smart vehicle solution provider Nanda. A team of about 30 formal employees of Le Sport, the sports video streaming unit of Le Eco, if you still remember this company, founded by Chinese entrepreneur Mr. Jia Yueting, who has been disgraced and basically staying in the United States, not being able or not having the courage to come back to China to face his debtors and his company that's quickly unraveling. But this team of Le Sports has raised a five million US dollar round for a blockchain project from Xinpai Capital, an investment arm of Chinese media company Xinpai Media. The blockchain project is a content app called Drafan and is based on blockchain technology. Content on this Drafan app will include live streaming and short videos that feature internet celebrities. The platform will reward celebrities and key opinion leaders with digital coins to encourage them to produce more content. The platform will recruit about 30 celebrities in the beginning. The biggest news in the crypto world in China this week might be a security flaw that was identified by Chinese security firm, internet security firm, Qihu360, on the most famous and popular blockchain project right now of the day, EOS. Basically, Qihu360 announced, or it actually privately contacted the the team at EOS and telling them they had identified a high-risk security vulnerability on the EOS network. This came just days before EOS mainnet was supposed to be launched. But the bug was fixed around 24 hours later by EOS. But after that, there has been increasing confusion on what exactly happened. Basically, Chihu360 said, we identify this high-risk security um, flaw that could endanger the whole EOS infrastructure and its whole platform. But EOS, on the other hand, have been releasing or perhaps feeding journalists on how this is just a minor security um, vulnerability and Chihu 360 is totally exaggerating how serious this flaw is in order to promote itself. This has been a lot of back and forth between the two teams on on the nature of of the flaw and and um, what is the motivation for, for each party? Obviously, for, for EOS, this came at a very critical time before the company is going to launch its main net. And the company, of course, e, um, EOS uh, had completed a token offering last year, raising over 700 million. And currently, the market cap 
of this particular project is in the range of at least tens of billions. I, I can't remember the specific numbers, but for this amount of money that's at stake and the, the number of people who are involved in this, any major security vulnerability that could lead to the, the, the safety of such assets being in question, that will be hugely detrimental to the project. Uh, I've seen a screenshot of the conversation in Telegram between a member from Chihu 360 and perhaps the founder or a lead project manager at EOS. Initially, Chihu 360 person told EOS person that I found this, I think it should be easy to fix. And then the U.S. person, sure, I need to check it out. Thank you. And then at the end, Chihu 360 person said, could you consider um, issuing a statement on this? And U.S. person said, sure. So from that conversation, it seemed like pretty normal, um, nothing stand out. But, but the, the public relations and the news headlines from this event has really been uh, very confusing uh, perhaps overblown, um, but there should be more clarity coming out soon, hopefully. Now let's move on to the next blockchain news. Baidu has utilized blockchain technology to improve the accuracy and traceability of Baidu Baike, the company's collaborative encyclopedia in Chinese language. Users can now view historical versions of certain entries on Baidu Baike, which is essentially Wikipedia in English language. So they can see different versions with references to blockchain information. The blockchain information included blockchain value, amendment time, person who made the amendment, and block height. We actually check out the Baidu Biker pages. We've seen this. It's pretty simple. Not much is given out on um, on this kind of blockchain infra infrastructure that's supporting this system, but also not much um, utility, I guess, at this stage to how this will be further explored in improving information accuracy and transparency. But that's sort of the side news. The more important news is that Baidu supposedly is working on its own blockchain infrastructure project and may plan to issue its own token. That's more the, the real news here. Um, this is according to someone, uh, Mr. Chai Qiji, who is a head of Baidu's blockchain unit, commented this to to uh, some reporters in China, and if that's the case, it's pretty major as Baidu would be the first major technology company in China to issue its own token. But however, this is all currently just one person saying this, and there's no specifics or plans on the details at this point. Next, another pyramid scheme masked as blockchain project in China was busted by police this week. This time, the money involved was 300 
million RMB or 47 million US dollars. This blockchain project um, is yet another scam case reported by local media. Just shows you how much fraud and scams and pyramid schemes are happening nowadays in China under the disguise of blockchain and uh, other type of high-level technology words, AI or, or some other um, hippie, fashionable terms in technology. Um, blockchain, of course, is now the uh, hottest buzzword, and criminals in China are utilizing it to their own benefit. So in this time, again, of group of people uh, who who started an e-commerce platform and developed members by asking new members to pay for membership rebate programs. And of course, they have different levels of agents, county, regional, national level, and they quickly develop a network of, of, uh, of members and uh, agents. So um, investors in China should uh, really be careful about anything um, anything that, that seem to be utilizing blockchain or buzzy tech words to, to cheat investors' money. Police in China has repeatedly warned. All right, so next, we have another blockchain news that's probably very specific to China. Beijing-based Bitman Technology, which is the world's largest Bitcoin mining machine maker, appears to be in trouble again as buyers of its Bitcoin mining machine um, went to its office in Beijing and tried to protest about the money lost by purchasing the, the, the Bitman Bitcoin mining machine. Uh, the, the, com the, the, the complaints from, from the investor include twofold. Number one, they bought the machine at a higher price and the price was quickly dropped three days uh, before the delivery of the product. And also when they got the, got the uh, machines, they discovered that a po uh, uh, different from what's being promised, the, the computing power of these machines are much lower, and they're not mining as many Bitcoins as they would have hoped or were advertised. Therefore, they're now trying to uh, do everything possible to get some compensation on these losses. Another company, this time Chinese co-working space startup, Ucommune, has said that it's going to establish its first blockchain research lab. The company held an inauguration ceremony in Beijing earlier this week. Ucommune, who previously uh, was known as Your Work, which is a play on WeWork, um, the company changed its name after WeWork sued the company for, for, for IP infringement or um, the name being too similar. Ucommune is initiating a blockchain platform for other community members to build their blockchain solutions on it. It will also create in innovative blockchain solutions for co-working space on the blockchain platform. 
uh, earlier this week, there was an interesting report. Uh, well, actually, um, it's, it's an official at the China Academy of Information and Communication Technology who, um, who said that um, for the over 80,000 blockchain projects ever launched globally, only 8% are still being actively maintained, and the average lifespan for this project is around 1.22 years. So um, this official, whose name is He Bao Hong, the director of Cloud Computing and Big Data Research Institute, Ender CAICT, said, these projects came out very quickly, but also die very quickly. Uh, in this circumstance, governments globally are accelerating their efforts to establish unified standards in order to help blockchain projects to achieve real-life applications. Mr. He made the comment at the China International Big Data Industry Expo 2018, held at, uh, in Guizhou City in southwest China earlier this week. This Big Data Industry Expo is annually the one of the bigger uh, internet technology summit in China. It's held in Guizhou City. It's rather one of the poorer cities, um, um, cities and provinces in China. But the head of BAT were there um, every year, and and it's becoming more and more prominent. So. As expected, lots of blockchain discussions at that conference as well. Now, coming back to the rice-hauling blockchain project we mentioned earlier, uh, Mr. Wei Xingchen, who is the founder of Kuaidi Dachuo, which merged with Didi to become the leading Chinese rice-hauling company Didi Chuxing, is planning to launch a blockchain-based rice-hauling app to rival current operators in safety and efficiency. Chen is teaming up with a co-founder of Chinese on-demand local services firm Meituan to launch the product. The ultimate aim is to create a pr platform that offers lifestyle services encompassing ride hauling, deliveries, and other type of consumer services. Mr. Uh, this co-founder of Meituan said, my definition on the value of blockchain is to see whether and where people can actually use it. With the use of blockchain, we can build a set of economic systems different from the previous ones. We can direct traffic from the internet and then add on different services to meet users' needs. There's no details on how blockchain will improve efficiency or safety um, or, or transparency to right hauling or other life services, which I assume in this case from the co-founder of Meituan being food delivery, uh, booking restaurants, lining up for restaurants, paying for, uh, paying for certain, certain services, uh, perhaps, you know, calling a masseuse to your home to perform uh, a massage. Um, all this could be built on the blockchain infrastructure so we'll see. We'll have to wait and see what's going to um, be planned for, for this to really take place and be better. Lastly, oh, that's uh, perhaps on a Monday or Tuesday this week. This is a fine news. 
A blockchain conference held in Boao in Hainan Island, where the influential Boao Forum for Asia is held annually, is facing a tsunami of criticism and public outcry after an actor playing Chairman Mao appeared to congratulate and wish the event success. The, the, the organization also faces a potential um, breach of relevant laws. In the case that highlights a kind of fever and at times irrational hype relating to blockchain in China, the 2018 Boao Asia Blockchain Conference hired an actor playing China's formal leader, basically chairman in his mouse suit and his white hair, half bold um, self, appearing in this conference and raised his arm and said, I wish... Sincerely, this conference is a great success, and I want to thank you in the name of Mao Zedong. And that was a funny day because my WeChat friends' moments are filled with people from different media companies, blockchain companies, investors. Uh, most of them are, are, um, are saying how this is bad for the industry because it shows you this is not about technology. This is about hype. This is about creating, um, you know, wanting to, 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 to attract attention and having to use this kind of tactic that's really just trying to grab eyeballs and without focusing on technology. And what's interesting is that a lot of partners uh, for this conference uh, cut out their logos from the backboards at the event and then run away and uh, lots of people are offering to help other companies whose logo are on the back, black drop, I mean backdrop um, for two Ethereum uh, that's supposedly to be an attractive price for cutting out your logo um, so that's all the blockchain news for this past week for you, now we're going to move on to Oh, before we move on, we actually publish a very complete list of Asian VC funds investing in blockchain. You should definitely go to our website at www.chinamoneynetwork.com to check this out. Uh, it's also, of course, on all the social media channels. If you're trying to raise funds in Asia from Asian investors, for sure, check this out. We had... We had dozens, 20 or 30-something of VC funds investing in blockchain. Um, you're welcome. We do all the valuable things for the tech VC professionals and provide the most value, valuable information and data to you. So please subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and everywhere else, Telegram, Medium. Um, and also, of course, this podcast. All right, let's go back to the news. Uh, we've covered the AI news and we've covered blockchain. Now, let's move on to consumer e-commerce. Alibaba has led a 300 million Series D round in Xiaohongshu, a social recommendation app for cross-border shopping. Valuing the company at over three billion U.S. dollars, 
Tencent, GSR Ventures, DGV Capital, Gen Fund, Genesis, Genesis Capital, Hong Kong businessman Adrian Chen, and Tiantou Capital also participated in the round. The round makes Xiao Hongshu one of the few rare cases when both of China's largest technology companies, Tencent and Alibaba, have jointly invested in one company. Founded in 2013, Xiao Hongshu started an, as an app that enables people to review merchandise shopped overseas. As its user-generated content grew, the platform transformed to a community of users who are passionate about fashion and shopping. As of May, it has over 100 million users. Users can now share short videos, images, and blogs uh, about. Fashion, beauty products, food, travel, music, and movies and books. The majority of users are young people born after 1990. In China's disruptive retail environment nowadays, another major move on the part of of Tencent came this week, as. Dalian Wanda Group, which is a Chinese conglomerate, and Tencent joined forces to set up an internet technology firm to strengthen its position in retail. Wanda and Tencent will each hold 51% and 42.48% of the new firm. Another company called Gaopeng, a joint venture between Groupang and Tencent, will own 6.52% of the company. Wanda will inject part of its ffan.com、uh, business to the new firm. Ffan.com is Wanda's subsidiary focused on providing software infrastructure for retailers, including establishing Wi-Fi services for shopping malls, developing big database membership management systems, and online shopping platforms. Tencent has been、um, partnering up with its friends, including JD.com, Walmart, as well as Wanda, on expanding its retail both online and offline, and further cut cut into Alibaba's turf. This place is full-on war between these two companies, and the scale is tilting toward Tencent. Because Alibaba is facing a giant problem, which is、um, shopping is 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 really not an extremely frequent need on the part of consumer. For example, for myself, I open Taobao app or Alipay app. Perhaps、um, five, six times a week, but WeChat is used every day for the entire day, from morning, the moment when I wake up, until night before I go to sleep, because this is where communication in real time is happening in real time manner.、Um, I mean, initially WeChat was a social media app. It was about Connecting with families and friends, and nowadays it's really a work tool for for people. I mean, initially I didn't like having to rely on WeChat for work-related communication, but since everybody else is doing it, you're forced into using it the way other people are using it. So that is a huge problem for Alibaba because 
Nowadays, an extra click or extra push of a button on your phone is a huge barrier for consumer to overcome. If I could make payment just inside my WeChat app, why would I, you know, push my home button and open Alipay and then make this payment? I would rather not waste that uh, one second. So, therefore, for Tencent, it, it has really. Bundled users so deeply and infiltrated users' space and time so deeply that it has an advantage trying to go into retail because if I can buy things conveniently in WeChat, I perhaps don't have to open another app to do this. So that's why Tencent has been doing lots and lots of deals in this space. It has partnered and bought and invested into multiple companies. For all this information, of course, you can read some related articles on China Money Network. We have a lot of coverage on this. Now, moving on. Alibaba, Tainiao is investing 1.38 billion dollars in Chinese logistics company ZTO Express. This is a strategic investment, and we'll see Alibaba and Tainiao together own about 10% of ZTO Express. Alibaba has been investing in logistics a lot recently. ZTE is only the latest one. Um, previously, uh, previously Alibaba. Uh, One of the companies backed by Alibaba, Best Inc., is an express delivery company in China, listed in September 2017 in an IPO in New York, and um, also uh, around the same time in September 2017, Alibaba made an additional investment of of、uh, 800 million U.S. dollars in Tainiao, which is、uh, Alibaba-backed logistics services. Platform to become the controlling shareholder of the logistics platform,、um, and of course, Alibaba has invested and and Tainiao together in、uh, logistics robot company Flash Hold、uh, and some other investment in logistics. So initially, when Alibaba told、uh, most of the big Chinese logistics or express delivery companies. Two years ago, when setting up Tainiao Network, it was about this is an alliance, so we're in this together, so we can create、um, unified standards. We can、uh, make the the backend more smooth. We can improve efficiency and operational、um, uh, smoothness. But but now.、Uh, With its investment, Alibaba is now the controlling shareholder, and, Ali, and Alibaba has bought shares and stakes in different express delivery companies in China. And it has been the pattern for Alibaba's investments that I start with a minority stake, and then slowly I, I buy another ten percent, I buy another twenty percent, and eventually for control.、Um, so. This definitely looks like, or we'll see.、Um, it started small in、uh, ZTO Express with 10%. Let's see if,、um, unsurprisingly, Alibaba should be buying more of this company. 
Now, also in retail sector, we saw Chinese VC firm Sanovation Ventures investing 5.8 million in a Tencent-backed Chinese fresh produce retailer Yunhui Superstores. Yunhui Superstore is, of course, the sort of new concept retail store uh, started by Chinese fresh produce franchise operator uh, Yunhui. Uh, uh, Yunhui, uh, which is uh, which is a company based in southern China that has many chains. Uh, currently, Yunhui Yunchuang, which is the the, the operator behind uh, a new concept store called Yunhui um, uh, New Spaces. No, no I'm sorry, um, New Species. It has about 200 stores in 10 cities in China. I'm sorry, super species. So, um, so Yunhui Yunchuang, which is the operator of Yunhui super species stores. Um, you see sometimes in big shopping malls at the basement, you can see it says super species. Uh, it's similar to Alibaba's Hema supermarket. Where they try to do something different, people go there. You, you like something, and you open your phone, you place order, and then that product is shipped to your home rather than you actually go to the cashier, pay for it, and then bring it back to your home. And also, they have fresh seafood, and they they cook in the supermarket for you. Um, uh, I've I've visited the super species store. Not sure if I see a hugely different value proposition for consumers. Uh, stuff is not cheap particularly, and it's not particularly fresh. So not sure this frenzy about new concept retail stores in China, how it's going to really work out in the, in the end. Now it's a cool concept and it, it says it claims to be very different it claims to utilize both online and offline omni-channel uh, you can you can do all this different flexibility uh, flexible things with um, paying for the product or paying for the for the food um, but how much flexibility do consumers need um, and how much value is that to to consumers so we'll just have to wait and see and uh, how this concept can really be proved to, to add value to consumers' life quality. Uh, Sequoia Capital's growth fund has led a Series C round worth hundreds of millions of U.S. dollars in Chinese cross-border e-commerce firm Jolly Cheek, valuing the company at $1 billion U.S. dollars. Existing investor Legend Capital also participated in the round. Uh, Guangzhou-based Jolly Cheek sells consumer products, including clothes, shoes, bags, lingerie, and home products, mainly to customers in the Middle East. It has offices in China, the U.S., Jordan, Saudi Arabia, and the UAE. It currently has more than 2,500 employees globally and sell products to 34 countries, many of which are involved with the One Belt and One Road initiative. This is an interesting investment. Um, 
another Chinese company uh, ex expanding the, the retail e-commerce presence to, to the Middle East. So China used to be the world's factory, and now it definitely clearly has become, become the world's um, uh, commerce or trade uh, major main player. And now, next step, it wants to be the world's innovator and technology leader. That's going to be the hardest step to take. But very interesting company, Jolly Cheek, and another unicorn in China. We have added them to our China unicorn rankings. So this is the only... Um, Real-time updated unicorn ranking list anywhere on the internet. So make sure whenever you have needs to know anything about Chinese unicorns, go to www.chinamoneynetwork.com. You can check out our ranking section under the insights section where you can see the China unicorn ranking. And actually, another unicorn, two unicorns born in one week in China. This time, Hello Bike, a so-called bike-sharing company in China. And investor is Alibaba's financial services unit and financial. It has just led to 321 million investment in bike-sharing company Hello Bike valuing the company at $1.5 billion and giving birth to a new unicorn company in China. So Hello Bike is the result of a merger in October 2017 between Yunan Low Carbon Technology, which is a unit of a, a, a listed company in China called Yunan Bike, and Hello Bike. So Yuan Bike is the operator of docked public bike company. It, it places, works with government, places bikes on docks on public street, streets so people can rent a bike, return the bike to the dock. But when the bike sharing craze uh, came around 2016, the company founded its so-called bike sharing company um, that's under you on low carbon technology. So what they do is a dockless bike sharing, uh, just like Ofo and Mobike. So this company in October 2017 merged uh, with Hello Bike. Together uh, they become something that sort of are on the way to challenge mobile, uh, Mobike and Ofo. With Ant Financial's latest investment, it has now become the largest shareholder with a 36% stake in the combined company, reducing Yunnan Bike, which is a parent company of Yunnan Low Carbon Technology, to 8.86%. So obviously, Alibaba is not investing in Hello Bike or Yunnan Low Carbon Technology for the money or for financial return. This is absolutely a strategic move. As I was describing before, Alibaba has this problem of its active users and how much time people actually spend on its app 
can't compare with WeChat, Tencent's WeChat. So it needs to frequently interact with consumers. And bike is a high-frequency behavior. Uh, Hundreds or tens of millions of people have to run bikes on average one or two times, and that's pretty good for Alibaba to be able to have its Alipay as the only option you, you can unlock the bike and pay for the bike. So this way people must have to use Alipay, for example. And and this is creates just another sticky point with consumers for Alibaba. And also Chinese EV company NIO delivered first batch of vehicles to its consumers. This would be the beginning of of the the group of Chinese EV unicorns facing customer inspections for the first time ever. As we all know, China is home to six EV unicorns, and there's no other EV unicorns anywhere in the world. And why there are so many EV unicorns? That's because Beijing has said we really need to um, promote the development of new energy car industry. Therefore, all sorts of companies have mushroomed. And now we have six unicorns uh, in the EV sector. And altogether, they're worth about 20 billion US dollars. That's a little crazy. But now, finally, the time has come for consumers to really actually get the car and drive them on the road. What's going to happen will determine the fate of this whole group of 20 billion something companies. If there is any social experiment, this could be considered as a social experiment on a large scale, even though, of course, these are all private companies and uh, backed by private investors and sometimes with government capital as well. But but, but really, the, the core of this company, at least I feel, is based on, is based on a... a, a a policy uh, priorities based on a, a, a message coming from from Beijing that says, "Go there," and all these people crowd over here. And what's the core technology competence of this company, or are the cars uh, uh, basically packaging? all readily available parts into a new vehicle that have uh, has flashy designs and great marketing and creating all this new attractive clean energy concept to people? That's a key question I really hope someone could answer. If you have any comments, of course, send us your comment to edit at chinamoneynetwork.com. And you can reach me, of course, anywhere on the social media platforms and um, on my email, which is available um, pretty much anywhere. You just need to Google. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to see what's going to happen after users, well, a large amount of users, get to drive these cars. And I am afraid of a day when something terrible happens. But I, I kind of feel 
there's a there's a good chance that something bad might happen, because all these are brand new companies with no less than two or three years lifespan, and this is a new business for all of them.、Uh, some of them don't even have any experience in the automotive industry, so、uh, I hope I'm wrong. Now, move on to、uh, Didi Chuxing, Chinese ride-hailing giant, has participated in the 175 million round in Estonia,、um, Estonia ride-hailing company Taxify, valuing the company at one billion dollars. The round is actually led by German automobile giant Daimler AG and participated by Europe-based. Korea Capital and Tavit Harinkes, founder of TransferWise, and also of course Didi Chuxing. Didi Chuxing is expanding its reaches outside of China. It has invested in companies uh, in uh, uh, South America, Middle East, South、uh, North Asia, and also Southeast Asia.、Uh, so. Didi ambitions def- definitely not limited just to China.、Um, it invested in Karim, which is a Middle Eastern and North African ride-hailing company,、uh, and also invested in Grab, Southeast Asia's largest ride-hailing operator, and、uh, also a Brazil、uh, taxi company, taxi-calling company. So. Another deal to add to Didi's power. Separately, NIO, which is a EV unicorn we just talked about, has filed confidentially for a planned U.S. initial public offering. This is according to some media reports citing insiders. The NIO is.、Um, Uh, valued at about five billion U.S. dollars when it last raised funding seven months ago, but、uh, the media reports have said an I.O. could be raising around two billion U.S. dollars. That could mean the company's valuation will be much and much higher. Well, we'll see when the company finally releases details of its fund,、uh, IPO plans. Next, we have healthcare news and lots of big news. CDH Investment and Beijing-based Li Yang Capital have led a 39 million U.S. dollar Series B round in the Chengdu-based drug delivery company Hitgen. Hitgen is a platform company based on its DNA-encoded library technology for innovative drug discovery research. It's expanding DELs consisting、uh, consists over 900 individual libraries with over 200 billion novel small molecules, and is among the largest and most diverse screening library in the world. Policy-wise, U.S. has shortened length of visa for Chinese tech students. In a potentially controversial move to fight intellectual property theft from China, the Trump administration plans to shorten the length of validity for some visas issued to Chinese citizens. The State Department said that under the new policy, U.S. consular officers may limit the length of validity for the visas rather than the usual practice of issuing them for the maximum possible length. 
The changes will begin June 11th, the report said. This, of course, is part of the ongoing skirmishes between U.S.-China on trade, on IP protection, on North Korea, and and on um, rivalry of uh, on a, a number of fronts, and. This is the latest from the Trump administration, as as a way of its unusual negotiation negotiation tactics. China so far has not said any, taken any action um, in response. But next news is more exciting. China is planning to have space station. To have a space station in orbit by 2020. So, the United Nations Office for Outer Space Affairs and China's Manned Space Agency have invited applications from United States United Nations member states to conduct experiments on board the China Space Station. The China Space Station is designed to operate in low Earth orbit, about 400 kilometers above the Earth's surface, with an inclination of approximately 41 to 43 degrees. The station will be 66 tons and may reach 100 tons when docked with several manned spaceships and cargo vehicles. The CSS. The China Space Station is designed to host three astronauts and six at most. By comparison, the current International Space Station has a mass of 460 tons, and is considered fully staffed as six people. So, <laughs> the China Space Station will be、uh, perhaps one fifth the weight of the International Space Station, but can house the same number of astronauts. Why not China? The, the livable space for for Chinese people. Uh, on average, is much much smaller because Chinese people don't need a lot of personal space. <laughs> um, but it's exciting that China will have its own space station. Of course, Ambassador、um, and Representative of China to the UN said the China Space Station, even though it's named China Space Station, belongs not only to China but also to the world. Outer space should become a new domain for promoting the common interests of everyone, rather than a new battlefield of competition and confrontation. Next, let's quickly go through the IPO news. Chinese used car e-commerce platform Yuxin has filed for 500 million IPO on Nasdaq, according to a security filing. Yuxin is a group of Many highly valued Chinese used car e-commerce or trading auction platforms in China, but it is the first to apply for a listing in the United States. Currently,、uh, no financial details. It hasn't say、um, any details about the IPO,、um, but it should come out soon, depending on the progress of its IPO roadshow or roadshows or applications or planning. But there are at least five or six companies,、uh, Chinese company in the used car auction space, that has raised billions or close to billions of dollars and all highly valued. Now, 
Once it's IPOs, we'll be able to see how investors react to this kind of companies. But what's interesting is that Yuxing、uh, did disclose some of its、uh, financials. The company generated revenues、uh, primarily through fees for transactions facilitation and auto loan facilitation services. It recorded total revenues about two hundred, about three hundred million dollars. Uh, in 2017, up 137 percent from 2016. Its net loss, ah, double revenue, over 420 million in 2017, compared to、uh, about half of that, 200 million loss in 2016. Interesting. Or the norm, losses double revenue. I guess that's an internet company for you. Next up, Alibaba, Tencent, and Baidu have joined some prominent state-owned investors to pick up stakes in Foxconn Industrial Internet Company's four billion IPO.、Um, Alibaba, Tencent, Baidu will each receive twenty-one point thirty-nine million shares in Foxconn, Foxconn Industrial Internet. A total of 20 strategic investors, including the BAT, were allotted 590.8 million shares in Foxconn Industrial Internet. And, of course, this Foxconn Industrial Internet is a company of Foxconn who makes iPhones and many other electronic products for big companies such as Apple. And Foxconn Industrial Internet is is a unit that、uh, focuses on the, the the technology part on and also AI part of the the sectors under Foxconn. We have a number of VC fund or PE fund news. City Capital Silk Road Fund. Which is a pan-Euro-Asia-themed fund managed by City Capital Holdings Limited, said it has recently completed its investments into Shanghai Reolink International Intermodal Logistics and Atsu Group, respectively. City Capital Silk Road Fund investments will support further development of logistics services networks, as well as serving as a capital expenditure for both companies. No financial details were disclosed in an announcement released today, or that should be earlier this week. And a Shanghai-based VC firm, Volcanics. Venture has raised seventy-three million dollars of its proposed one hundred million fund from fourteen investors. Volcanics Ventures is focused on capital investments in early and stage、uh, growth stage companies with rapid growth in the fields of internet innovation, healthcare, and smart technology. And that is a wrap for the week of. May twenty seventh to June twenty、uh, eighth to June first. Hope you find this helpful. Really, a busy week with lots and lots of news in all different areas and sectors and technology places, technology areas fields.、Um, we hope you enjoyed it. 
So if you find it useful, of course, if you could give us a rating, or better even, write us a, a, a review on the iTunes store. That would be much, much appreciated. Of course, that will help other people to find us so that they can enjoy and be updated and be informed about what's happening in China's tech VC sector. Now, the most important tech VC sector in the world, I think. So thank you, everyone, so much for listening. And please stay tuned. Until next week.